Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, it is a boxing day. Home and home, a radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut, Ross Tucker's home in Pennsylvania. Joined by our good friend Nick Costos, who is also home. All of us trying to shake off the extra pounds piled on from Christmas. Gentlemen, good morning to you. We'll talk uh, Los Angeles Lakers, five games on the NBA slate. What about NFL seeding? Who gets this Niners-Seahawks game? And will the Cowboys back their asses in to the playoffs? But let's start with Christmas and your experiences. Love to hear from you. Ross Tucker, how was the holiday in the Tucker home? Uh, yeah, good morning, fellas. Usually I get up early and I'm out the door while everybody's still sleeping. So just to be in the bed with my daughters who climbed in and my wife was awesome. And then, you know, they're at such a cool age, six and seven, where they are all in on Santa, all in on every aspect of it. So all of that's great. Watching them open the gifts is great. You know, there was not a ball. There was no G.I. Joe, no He-Man. We are straight Frozen 2, an American girl, and all that kind of stuff. So I just smile and enjoy their joy because I know that these are not toys that I will enjoy playing with whatsoever. (laughs) How about you, Nick? I'm sure you had a very different experience. Well, yeah, yeah, it was it was great for Merry Christmas to you guys and Happy Holidays to everyone out there listening. It was it was an awesome Christmas, man. And like, I feel like I've been on vacation for like two weeks and like uh, this is going to be an interesting couple of days of shows that I've got coming up here because I've literally been on vacation for like two weeks. So was in Grand Cayman last week. That was great. Basically, I think the most noteworthy thing for me is I haven't stopped eating. Like I've eaten like every, literally everything in sight for the last like 10 days. And I've got a shitty metabolism, man. I'm like 5'7", 160. I, I got no metabolism. So I was 5'7", like 160. I'm probably like 5'7", like 167 right now. I, I had to have gained like 5 to 10 pounds. I think people can probably commiserate with that. Eight chocolate chip pancakes every day on my trip. And then over the last couple of days, like it's just like crazy. Like my girlfriend's family in Staten Island, like an Italian family, tons of delicious Italian food, pastries, the whole nine yards. So yeah, this has been, I'm, I'm fat right now. So I feel like this is fat Nick Costos on the air with you guys right now. So, okay. So a couple things on that. First of all, Nick, when did you figure out when I was texting you about the Giants and I can't believe they did that? When did you figure out I was just messing with you because I knew you were on vacation in Grand Cayman? I mean, you made it really obvious. Like, it was a really, like, obvious text. You were like, OMG, can't believe what the Giants did. I'm like, what the fuck, this fucking guy? <laughs> of course I knew that it was Ross, immediately. And you know that I would tell you if I were like, oh, you got me. It was a good one. No, it was obvious. It was transparent. It was lame. And I figured it out immediately because you suck. All right, so here's the next question. And, and Dave, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee you up on this, all right? Did you gain any weight over the last few days, Dave Bray? You know, I have friends who literally step on the scale a couple times a week to keep uh, track of their weight, how it fluctuates. I haven't stepped on a scale 
I would wager four or five years. So if I'm not in a doctor's office, I have no clue what my weight is. I can see how it transforms, how the belly, the, the weight goes a little south. I probably haven't gained weight in 10 or 15 years. So it really doesn't serve any purpose for <laughs> me to you, look man. at a scale. I probably could eat donuts every day for, for a month and I'd be, you know, skinny fat, but I wouldn't actually gain more than two or three pounds, but I feel disgusting. That's for sure. I feel no, awful. No, 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 no. You don't booze. get to say that. You don't get to say that. You don't get to say that since you're one of these fucking like in the 2% that gets to eat whatever they want and not gain weight. You don't get to say that you feel awful. I get to say that I feel awful because now when I walk down the stairs, my tits are jiggling. Okay. <laughs> so you don't get to say that, buddy. I don't want to fucking hear it from you. You know, and it's funny, Nick, you had the double whammy of both a vacation and then a holiday. I have often said I would be at my ideal weight if there were no such thing as holidays or vacations. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm like you, Nick, if I don't really watch it, like I gained five pounds the last two days um, on a vacation. I will gain a lot more than that. I gained five and a half pounds the last two days. I weigh myself every morning. But on some level, Nick, if you went on vacation and over the holidays and you didn't gain any weight, like on some level, like what the hell are you doing, right? I agree. Uh, no, so definitely, definitely strong agree for me uh, there on that. Like it's just like, you know, I, I, I try and stay healthy. You know, you try and eat healthy really because like we do shit on camera a lot of the time. So like I don't want to look come on camera looking like I got fucking stung by a pack of hornets. So yeah, I mean like vacation is the time to really – to really let loose a little bit. And as far as the scale thing goes, you guys know the great designer, fashion designer, Carl Lagerfeld, who passed away recently. I know you guys are huge fans of Carl Lagerfeld, said that he yeah. never weighed himself, but how you weigh yourself is how you fit in clothes. So I know when I put a shirt on that fit me like a week ago and now it no longer is fitting me and it looks like I got a B cup, that's how I know I gained some weight. I don't need the scale to tell me that. <laughs> That is quite an image of the uh, the breasts that you have growing. So, look, I don't really – I have a bit of a Grinch gene in me. Like, frankly, I, I get a little, uh, a little blue, a little angry around Christmas every year, and I know my wife just tries to kind of manage that. And I don't know what it is. There's something about the holiday that just – it stresses me out. I'm I'm cheap, so all the millions of <laughs> gifts the kids open kind of stresses me out. Like I'm always trying to dial back my inner Grinch, so I'm still trying to do that today. I also don't sit around well. Um, Christmas is one of those days where you really just sit around and you eat and you drink, and I get cabin fever like crazy. I need to be doing stuff. I need to be moving. I need to be playing something, getting a little working out, and and when I don't do any of that. I'm an angry fellow. And now we turn to today and it's all about, oh, here we go again. We're going to eat all day because we got leftovers to clean out. What's your leftover routine, Tucker? Uh, well, I had an interesting leftover routine yesterday that you guys, I think, probably saw on social media because Christmas Eve, we had some people over, my mom and uh, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law. So we got sushi for Christmas Eve after my daughter's Christmas show. And, you know, we got a ton of sushi because we wanted to make sure that we had enough and there were some leftovers. So I don't know. I mean, I, I probably only trust leftover sushi for 12 hours, maybe oh. 24 hours. So that is what my wife and I had for breakfast yesterday. We had leftover sushi 
Um, and uh, I don't know. I think that's all right. I had people say you should never, ever do that. It tasted good. I don't know. I had no problem with it. I have never in my life eaten leftover sushi. That is one of the few foods that if I don't finish it, it is gone. Something about it the next day just creeps me out a little bit. The texture changes a lot. There's not much food that I enjoy leftover beyond pizza and maybe Chinese. And that's why today I'll be grumpy again because it's the same food we ate yesterday, which is all good. My wife's a tremendous uh, cook, but I don't want to sit around and eat what I ate all day yesterday. Costos, what's your feelings on leftovers? Uh, first off, the sushi thing is that's actually made my stomach turn, and I have a pretty, I'm pretty good with that stuff. That is Ross is absolutely fucking disgusting, man. That gets awful. That may be one of the worst things I've ever heard. I, I could see you doing that because you're like like a slob, but like your wife doing that, man. I can't believe the two of you are eating sushi on leftover sushi on Christmas morning. That is one of the worst things I've heard. I love leftovers. I I I love cold food. Like I have food that's left over the next day. I don't even warm it up. I like to eat food cold. So I think that's probably a little strange, but that's something that I enjoy and I've gotten my balls busted for over the years from people. But I, I, I want to say, Dave, something that you said I thought was really great. And I love that you admitted that, that you can be a bit of a grinch around the holidays you know my girl is the same way not so much the grinch part but we are laying in bed yesterday just napping yeah. right after like a lot of the shit goes down and she's getting upset like she's like oh, i don't like i like to be doing stuff like i don't like this on the holidays just laying around and i'm in bed and i'm like holy fuck this is my all all i ever want to do is lay in bed i just want to lay down all the time i love to lay all I, like guys like all like we do for a living we're always in front of people. We're always performing. We're always talking. When the fucking camera turns off, I don't want to go and fucking do shit. I want to lay down. So for me, it's like there's nothing better than Christmas, taking a two-hour nap in the afternoon. Fuck it, man. That's what it's all about for me. So I love that shit, but I do think it's interesting that there are different personality types. It's not a criticism of you, Dave, or like saying that I'm right or you're wrong. Different strokes for different folks, but I find that very interesting. I, I love to lay down and just relax on days like that, but some people can. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, I like laying around, although I will say this, and maybe I'm not even trying to transition yet, but maybe we are. I It just really bums me out on Christmas that there's no football. Like, an NBA regular season's fine, and I'm a Sixers fan, so, like, that was kind of sweet, actually, that the Sixers against the Bucks was on. But I, I just I, – I don't understand why college football just kind of punts on Christmas Day. I used to watch the blue-gray, like, you know, all-star game. I used to watch the hula bowl. Like, I, I mean, I am I have a tough time getting up for regular season NBA. Like, I can, I can watch it, especially if it's good teams, and especially, like, later on in the game. But I don't love regular season NBA, typically. I wish there was some football alternative. I think it's weird that that they just punt on on Christmas. I also I guess I understand your feeling blue on Christmas thing, Dave. I I love the holidays because I I'm away every weekend, so like I and I, I wasn't even around for Thanksgiving, so like it was my f first time to like be around family. I get kind of blue at my birthday every year. Oh, yeah. My wife always gets mad at me, but I don't like my birthday. I, I don't like getting a year older. It gets me sad because 
every year older, it's like, shit, there's another one. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm 40. Right. So my next birthday, I am officially on the downslope of life. <laughs> wow. We are a real pick me up here on boxing day. Yeah. But look, the, the, the Grinch thing, and, and I understand Costa Chagrin because what, 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 it's, it's nothing you okay. can do about it. Like I've fought this for, I can remember feeling this way 20 years ago on Christmas and, and it's just in internal. It's part of me. I'm, I'm a little bit bummed down. I'm a little bit stressed out. It's always kind of a time to reflect. And I'm generally speaking, never satisfied with where I am in life. I mean, I look around, I, I love every part of being with my family and I, I, I love my wife and my kids and all that. But in inside, I just feel like, Oh man, now I got to take stock of where I am in life. And generally speaking, I'm not all that pleased with, with what I see. So maybe that's why I don't like sitting around and doing nothing. I feel like I'm falling uh, further behind. But Costos, I, I need your gene. I need to just embrace my inner uh, lazy ass and just lay around in bed. But I don't know if I can do it, man. Do you have any tips? Well, I would. I think this is probably like a really like we could. I think shit like this, by the way, is a million times more interesting than breaking down like football games and, and point spreads and shit. Because uh, this is like actual like real people shit that I think that everyone can kind of groove on. Um, Dave, I would feel like, and I don't know, how, Dave, how old are you? I'm 43. Okay, you're 43. Good looking 43 year old. You should feel good, good about that. So I'm 36. Um, I turned 37 in 2020. Um, so I feel like for the majority of my life, I have felt, Dave, the way that you feel. And I don't know how strongly you feel about that. So I don't mean to minimize how you feel about that. But I could say that for me, it's been feeling that way to like the nth degree at all times where it's almost like my achievements in life have come not with satisfaction but almost with anger when I get achievements because it's almost like in indignation at why didn't this happen before? Why didn't people see it before? I, I'm serious. And like, that's very bad. Yes. And like, and, and I'll pull the curtain back a little bit because I don't give a shit. I'll fucking, what you get from me is, is, is who I am, period. So I go to therapy, man. And like, I've been going to therapy this whole year and it's been awesome for me because like, I've been able to take a greater stock of what's really important and shit. And like, dude, like you got like, this is what I would say to you, man. Like, I'm not a fucking therapist or whatever, and I, I don't claim to have all the answers. But, man, like, you got a beautiful fucking family, man. Like, I, we follow each other on Instagram. I see your family and stuff. Like, you got a lot to be proud of, dude. And you got a lot of cool things in your career. And also, you're able to eat whatever you want without gaining weight. You look like you fucking rolled. You fucking asshole. You look like you fucking rolled off a red carpet, you piece of shit. You got a lot to feel happy about, man. Like, just the fact that you've got such a beautiful, healthy family. You should feel happy about that. I think that shit is pretty cool. Now, I'm not saying that you should wake up tomorrow morning and feel great, because life's hard, man. I don't fucking have all the answers and shit, but I think you should feel pretty good. That would be my summation of the whole thing. Well, I want to say something to you, Nick, just based on what you just said. First of all, I like you sharing about the fact that you go to therapy. Uh, mental health is very important. And if that helps you, that's wonderful. And clearly it does. But dude, I mean, what was it five years ago? that you were like a low-level producer at well, let's another go low company. Not low-levels, not low-levels, pretty high-level. You're yeah. the star of your own show, and you've got your own other stuff going at Sports Illustrated where you do these videos. Like, dude, you have come a ridiculously long way in a pretty short amount of time from being like a – Quote, unquote, I wouldn't say this, but but I can see how someone would feel this way. A quote, unquote, like 
nobody behind the scenes just kind of feeling like you were just kind of sleepwalking through that job to now like a legitimate star in my mind. Like I, I, I think, uh, I hope you feel great about where you're at. No, I do. And I appreciate you saying that very much. And you and I have had conversations off air about that. And thank you very much. But yeah, but look, it's, it's been hard for me to kind of, well, cause I think, you know, what you're saying, like you're right. And I think, and by the way, it was, I was a high level producer, not a low level producer. So I want to get that right. Um, it's, it's, it was because it was always for me in those moments. Cause like, I always knew that I was great. And it was always like, it was like, why am I not getting these opportunities? So like a lot of anger came with that where I almost feel like I was like, um, and, and I want to be careful with the analogy that I use here. Cause I'm not trying to compare myself to this person, but this is always kind of what I've thought about. Like when Michael Jordan was inducted into the basketball hall of fame, and I'm not saying that I'm Michael Jordan, but this is always what I've thought about is that, you know, he had his high school basketball coach that cut or cut him from whatever the varsity team like that famous story he paid for the high school coach to come to his hall of fame induction and then basically shit talked the guy while he was there like brought him there just to be like hey fucking asshole look at me now and i have like fantasized almost sexually in the past about morons that i've talked to in this industry raw some of whom you and i both know mutually some of some of which we don't where i've sat in a room with people and they've said shit to me about like my ability and like the shit that I say. And I'm sitting there thinking like, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And I have like fantasized about shoving it up their ass, not literally, but figuratively, like, look at what I've done. Fuck you. And it's taken like a good amount of time for me to get to the point now where I'm just like comfortable with everything. And it is what it is. And I will either win or lose based on my own ability. And if people like me, great. If they don't like me, that's cool too because I know that I'm good and that's the end of it. So it's taken a while for me to get there, but I am there now and I appreciate you saying that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I would like uh, a dose of your um, your confidence and your outlook. And, and here's where I understand mental health issues. You can stack up all the achievements you want. You can do a pro-con list. I can look around and, and say I have a beautiful family. I love them very much and, and a great home. But ultimately, you cannot change how you feel inside. And that's where we have to just understand that there are people that really struggle even when they have 
no reason to struggle. And hopefully people, I mean, thankfully I have a support system where my wife gets it. She sees it. My kids get it. You know, I get a lot of hugs around the house around this time of year, but you know, again, this just might be a reminder to all of you. You never know when someone might be having one of those really hard days, one of those really hard times, they might not even have a great explanation for it, but to reach out and try to offer the support to some of those people that don't have a great system. So uh, the one thing that was consistent besides, of course, us eating and getting fat all day long was at least for some of us watching some NBA, five different NBA games. This is probably my favorite time to sit and watch a lot of NBA because I did love the matchups. I really watched a lot of Philadelphia and Milwaukee and clearly, uh, you know, with Embiid, there is a, there is a beast in there. There is a player that that could be an MVP in this league, and I think Charles Barkley and Shaq really hit on it earlier this year. I think they really inspired him to start playing like the guy he's capable of. But of course, to show everyone cared about, uh, you had to watch this Lakers Clippers game. Costos, I know you were following you on Twitter last night. Uh, the big takeaway was the odd camera angle that made me feel a little nauseous. But as the game went on, I actually started to enjoy the perspective of it. I did get into this game. You can tell it matters to LeBron. It matters to AD. It matters to Kawhi and PG. These guys really do want to have that measuring stick in the regular season. They want to lay down a marker that says we can compete for an NBA title. So what can we learn, Costos, from that Lakers loss? They're 0-2 now against the Clippers. To me, what I see is a team that is obviously capable of anything, but they need everything to be right. Whereas the Clippers can win ugly. They can win with Paul George not playing or playing mediocre. They can lead uh, with Lou Williams can lead them in scoring and they can beat one of the best teams in the NBA. But the Lakers need all every condition perfect to be a dominant team. They've lost four in a row. LeBron did not want to take a game winning shot down the stretch, and then when he did, it just got sent right back to him by Beverly, which was an outstanding play, and then he taunted him. What's your takeaway from the L.A. show? Well, I I think it's just, like, for LeBron, and, like, LeBron's my favorite player. Like, I love LeBron. Um, I'm a Knicks fan, so it's like I default basically to root for whatever team LeBron's on because my team sucks. Like, I've always been a LeBron fanboy. Like, he's just got to, like... Like, you know how he's been using he's self-motivating, like, hashtag, like, washed king on Instagram and Twitter, like, trying to make it seem like people think he sucks now? Like, if you're going to do that shit and, like, Kawhi, could you imagine in, like, the Jordan era, like, and I know this shit didn't go on in the Jordan era, but could you imagine, like, if, like, someone signed, like, if there were two Chicago teams and a star like Kawhi planted his flag in Chicago and was basically like, fuck you, man, this is my city now. Like, do you think that Michael Jordan would have been passing to Contavious Caldwell Pope at the end of the game last night or having Danny Green chuck up a million three-pointers? There's no chance now. This is not to say, like, LeBron sucks. I think LeBron's awesome. I think he's the second best player of all time, and I don't think it's an insult to say he's not as good as Michael Jordan. I, that's not an insult in my mind. LeBron's got to go out there and he's got to take over these games at 
the end of the game. It's like, I'm, I'm tired at this point. Like, at this point yeah. now with Kawhi in Los Angeles, like, you got to go and you got to take these games over. Because like you, like you said, the Clippers have got way too much, way too much firepower. And I think these two teams are actually pretty even. I need to see LeBron go out there and win the game at the end of the game. Like, I don't want to see Danny Green. I don't want to see Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I don't want to see Alex Caruso. I don't want to see Kyle Kuzma. It's got to be LeBron and it's got to be Anthony Davis. LeBron, stop passing the fucking ball. This ain't Cleveland anymore. You're in L.A. The Clippers are just yeah. as good as you are, and they got a star that's kicked your ass a couple times, including in an NBA Finals with Spurs Heat. He got to go out there, and he got to win this game. He got to grab it by the balls, and he's got to get it done. Otherwise, they're going to lose to the Clippers in the Western Conference Final. Yeah, and I guess my my takeaway was the same as it was last year in the postseason, which is that I think Kawhi Leonard's the best player there is. I mean, I, I and I know, look, I love Giannis, but – and I know the numbers Harden's putting up. I, I really don't give a shit. And I don't pretend to be an NBA expert. I just know that when I watch, Kawhi's the best guy on the court. And I felt like he was again. I also wanted to ask you guys why LeBron ran over and sat on Kevin Hart's lap after Anthony Davis fell on his lap. I hated that. I absolutely hated that. And thank you for bringing that up. I thought it was one of the great moments of the game when uh, 6'10", Anthony Davis fell on the lap of five foot four Kevin Hart, front row courtside. They had a good laugh about it. But yeah, LeBron running over there and doing the same thing not only ruined a spontaneous, like really weird Santa moment, but then just made me feel like he's a little bit distracted. Why would that even... uh, pop into his mind that he needs to go join in that fun. But yeah, I, I, I had the same takeaway uh, in this game that that you did Costos. I wanted LeBron under three minutes to take every shot because he just had a couple of beautiful jumpers and he was so reluctant. Great. I'm thrilled that he's leading the NBA in assists and his 17 seasons, but that's not what LeBron James is here to do. He's got to, drill the dagger and, and knock down his biggest rival. And right now it doesn't look like he can do it. I don't know if it's that groin injury or not, but it doesn't look like he can do it. Well, guys, it's 2019 still for another couple of days. We could have just had this conversation and it could have been 10 years ago in 2009. This has always been the deal with LeBron. He generally defers in the big spot. And it's like, uh, and it's even like as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm like, fuck man. Like we talk about this shit with LeBron all the time. Like this is what he's going to do. Like he's going to, you know, I I guess this is my big takeaway and I'm kind of like coming into it now as we're kind of having this conversation where like coming into the year, I was all about the Lakers. Lakers are going to win a championship. Are they going to be able to beat the Clippers when it comes down to it? If Kawhi is going to be this fucking dog and he's going to fucking put his foot on their throat and LeBron's kicking it out to like Contavious fucking Caldwell Pope is taking the big shots in this game. Like get the fuck out of here with this shit, man. Like they're going to lose to the Clippers unless LeBron like gets it in him and he starts taking over the end of games. But there is literally zero evidence throughout his career to support that that's what's going to happen. So I think it's probably going to have to come down to Anthony Davis in the at the ends of these games and maybe he can get it done. But it, it, it's hard to – and I'm not trying to overreact to, to one game here, but I think that if, you know, if there was a gun to my head and I had to bet my life on who wins the seven-game series, I think you'd have to take the Clippers. Well, you are hired, Nick, when it comes to your NBA decisions and NBA – analysis because I happen to agree with you and I kind of want the Clippers by the way everybody everybody in LA is a Lakers fan it's the cool thing to be I it would make me it would be hilarious to me if the Lakers with LeBron 
lose out to the Clippers for the NBA championship, obviously, you know, and, and the Clippers win it and not the Lakers. That would be awesome. You're hired when it comes to that, and we got you by a zip recruiter, Nick, because they don't depend on candidates finding you. They find them for you, and by using ZipRecruiter screening questions to filter candidates, you can find it easier to focus on the best ones, then find the right one. In fact, you will be surprised how quickly you find qualified applicants. It's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Smartest way to lose yourself. A generational talent is what the New York Giants did this past week. Going to overtime, beating the Redskins, putting up 41 points, a terrific effort by the rookie quarterback, Daniel Jones, five touchdown passes, Saquon Barkley, 270 total yards, a couple of touchdowns. So on one hand, as a Giants fan, you got to be thrilled that it looks like the pieces are falling into place, that your young quarterback is going to be a guy that you can rally around, that Saquon will be Saquon next year. But Nick Costos, you as a Giants fan, take me to you watching your team lose out potentially, in all likelihood, on Chase Young, the best player in college football. Can you be happy at all that it looks like you've got some offensive pieces or was it all anger for you when the Giants beat the Skins? You know, it was anger in the, and I always will be honest with you guys. So, like, I know that I kind of, like, my opinion, like my tune kind of changes sometimes from week to week on this stuff, but that's just kind of how I feel sometimes about it. So I'm being honest as a fan here. Um, I was pissed as the game was going on on Sunday that like that they were killing them and then they ended up winning the game in overtime. And I'm just like, fuck, man, like this is such bullshit. Chase Young's going to kill the Giants now for years. They can't even lose properly. Like I got really annoyed. And then like I was watched a lot of the post game and obviously the videos of Eli and Daniel Jones drinking in Hoboken playing flip cup with a bunch of college kids after the game like was so cool, I thought. And like, no, but like, but like as a Giants fan, like, like seeing those pictures of like Jones and Eli smiling next to each other, I was like, fuck, man, this is great. Like I'm being serious now. Like Daniel Jones is really good. Like, I know he's got the fumbling issue. I think that's something that they can rectify. Also, it would be great if Nate Solder wasn't a total turnstile at left tackle. So get the offensive line a little better. Daniel Jones has shown a lot in his rookie season. And, like, I think Dave Gettleman sucks. Like, Saquon Barkley's awesome. There's no doubt about it. I'm not debating that he's a great player. I still think Gettleman and Shermer should go because Shermer's a terrible coach. And, like, he's shown that in, like, big moments. Like, great offensive coordinators clearly did a good job with, with Daniel Jones. But in the big moments, this guy's a terrible decision maker in-game. And Gettleman hired him and also drafted a running back second overall, which, which I think was really dumb. So I still think that they should that they should probably go. But Daniel Jones is good, man. So, like, I think that if you're a Giants fan, like, you can feel optimistic for the future. Like, even if Gettleman and Shermer come back, I still think there's reason for optimism because the quarterback is good. And if you got a good, you got a quarterback, you can you can compete in the National Football League. And I think the Giants have a quarterback, so I'm fired up for that. And as it comes to this weekend against the Eagles, now this is normally a spot like why we root for the Giants to lose. Like when they played the Gi- the Eagles on Monday night a couple weeks ago, I rooted for the Eagles because I wanted them to lose out and get Chase Young. Now that they're like kind of out of the Chase Young chase here, for lack of a better term, I want them to win. I want them to beat the Eagles, knock them, knock the birds the fuck out of the playoffs. I feel like 16 year old Nick Costos again. 
where I'm rooting hard against the NFC East here, and I'm rooting for my team this Sunday. And how about this? I'll take it a step further, guys. I think the Giants are the best bet of the weekend this week in the National Football League. I think they're going to win the game outright, and that's not me being a homer. I think the Giants are going to win outright on Sunday. I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Redskins. I think the Dallas Cowboys guys are still going to win the NFC East and, and go to the playoffs, and the Eagles will get sent home by Danny Dimes and the New York Giants. Woo. Yeah, that would not that would not surprise me. It would not surprise me at all. And I do think the Giants are a pretty good bet uh, getting four and a half points. I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on that. All right. Any other bets before you go? I want to get a couple more uh, good bets for Week 17 in the NFL. And what about Seattle and San Francisco? Um, well, for, I, for me, it's San Francisco or nothing. I, I think the line is pretty much exactly where it needs to be. Niners minus three. So I think the line is right. Like opened as, as a pick em, went right up to Niners minus three. And I think that move made a lot of sense. Like the first two game that these two teams played, I think was pretty deceiving. The Niners should have won that game on Monday Night Football. They were minus six and a half at home in that game. So I think the pick em made sense. And then I think, the, honestly, I think the move to three made a lot of sense with a lot of the, the Seahawks injury report is stacked right now with key players. Niners are relatively healthy. I think the 49ers are the better team. So the only way that I would look in that Sunday night game would be San Francisco. So Niners minus three would be my, would be my look there. Um, NFL week 17 is very hard, obviously, because there's like, it's almost kind of like the preseason in a way where like teams ain't really, a lot of teams that ain't playing for anything. And the one thing that I would caution betters that are listening to this is don't get caught up in like motivational spots. Like, Oh, this is a must win game for this team. Like, well, then what the fuck were the other 16 games that they played, the other 15 games they played? Were those not must-wins? Like, every game in the National Football League um, is, is a must-win game. So I don't, I, don't get, I don't get too caught up in shit like that. So as we take a quick look at the board here, aside from the Giants, I kind of like the Cowboys as well, if Dak's 100% healthy. So let's wait to bet the Cowboys. But if Dak is, is healthy, Dallas is going to win that game by 20 points. So I, I want to wait a little bit on that game. A couple other games that I like coming up this weekend in the National Football League. How about this Ravens-Steelers game? I think this is such an interesting line move, right? Where the Ravens opened as, as a two-and-a-half or three-point home favorites with RG3 at, at starting quarterback, obviously with Lamar sitting with the team having clinched home field advantage. Now the Steelers are two-point road favorites with Devlin fucking Hodges at quarterback. Like, I get that Hodges was a good story earlier in the year, and I think he's given the Steelers more than they possibly could have asked for. He was in-game bench for Mason Rudolph last week. Like, this guy is absolutely terrible. And I get that the Ravens are sitting some of their players here, but you think John Harbaugh wants to let, at home, wants to let the Steelers fucking beat them to potentially make the playoffs, assuming the Titans lose to the Texans as well? Like, like when the line came out, we knew already. This is important, seriously. We knew. The Ravens said weeks ago, that if they got home field advantage in that first round by, they were going to sit starters. So it's not a surprise that Lamar is sitting, that Ingram's sitting, that Yonda's sitting, that Earl Thomas is sitting. This doesn't come as a shock. That was baked into the line already. And the Ravens were still favored at home in this game with RG3 and company playing and some of the starters sitting. Now you're telling me that a Devlin, this ain't Ben Roethlisberger, it ain't even Mason Rudolph, that Devlin Hodges and the Steelers are favorites on the road in this spot? I think the Ravens are going to fucking cream the Steelers on Sunday. Great job by Mike Tomlin this season, no matter what happens to get this team to 8-8 eight and eight and to close to a playoff berth. But man, that, the Steelers are not winning this game on Sunday. I love me, the Baltimore Ravens, on Sunday, getting points at home against Pittsburgh. Before you leave, Nick, college football playoff, what do you have on OU, LSU, and Clemson, Ohio State? Well, I, I bet Clemson already. Um, I do think the number will probably come down a little bit. Like, there will be some resistance for Ohio State at some point over the next couple of days. Um, I've got Clemson minus two. I think I'm probably going to stick with that unless the line, like, comes down closer to a pick and I can maybe come back in on Ohio on, on Clemson. But I like Clemson, and it's it's hard not to, right? With the Like, I'm like, I don't even, here's why it's been such a fucking whirlwind. Like, I don't know if I was, like, 
at like a beach, like a like walk-up pool bar when I saw this, or this maybe this was yesterday, I don't even know. Justin Fields, only 80-85%. Like, he's not fully healthy. We saw that, obviously, in the Michigan game and, and in the Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin, where his mobility is a little restricted here. Like, Clemson's going to get after that ass, man. And Trevor Lawrence is healthy, so I like Clemson in the Clemson-Ohio State game, um, whether it's minus two or whether the line comes down a little bit. And in the LSU-Oklahoma game, I like OU. Um, I hope the line gets to 14 and I can come back in on Oklahoma. It, it's a similar handicap to me to the Oklahoma-Alabama game last year when they played in the college football playoff where Fred was around 14. I would say that this year's Oklahoma team with Jalen Hurts as opposed to Kyler Murray is not as good as last year's team. But I think it's also fair to argue that despite you know, the fireworks from Joe Burrow, that last year's Alabama team was pr- probably a little bit better than this year's LSU team. So I think the line is probably pretty fair. If question is really this. Do you think LSU is going to put up a, bit, a lot of points? And I think LSU is going to win the game. But that's a big number, man, for Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma to come strolling in through the back door. And, like, OU's got a lot of firepower. Oh, C.D. Lamb is probably, uh, excluding Joe Burrow, the best offensive player on the field um, for, for either team in this game. So I think OU will stroll through the back door similar to like what they did last year against Alabama. So LSU wins, Oklahoma covers. And then the other game, give me Clemson to win and cover against Ohio State. And then we get the national championship game that everyone deserves, which is LSU and Clemson. Can't wait for it. I'll be curious what it means. Uh, Ronnie Perkins, the leading pass rusher for Oklahoma, mm-hmm. suspended. That not going to help them when they're a 12-and-a-half-point dog. Can't wait for those games. Oklahoma-LSU, the 4 o'clock game. Clemson-Ohio State, 8 p.m., our Saturday is all set. Nick Costos, appreciate the time, brother. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, can I can I ask one question to you guys before yeah, I, before I depart? Of course. <clears throat> so Ross, I love like in your pin tweet, you got like that up when you're up 30 units for the season, and it looks like you're masturbating, like you're about to shoot your load. I think that's great. Um, since you're <laughs> up 30 units for the year, what is your best bet in the National Football League this weekend? Because I'm going getting on a train after this to go to Sports Illustrated, and I got to make fucking five picks this weekend. What is Ross Tucker like this weekend, so I can tail the 30 unit man and maybe make some money? Well, in, in all fairness, I'm down to 26 units, but I'm still oh, up. Okay. Um, and we can talk more about it on You Better, You Bet Sunday for sure. But uh, I, I'm with you on the Giants. I, th- I think the Giants are the best bet on the board. I, I think that game is a toss-up game to me. And if the Eagles do win it, it feels like it'll be a late drive by Wentz by a field goal. I love the Giants getting four and a half points. They're going to play loose and free. They want to win the game. There's no draft pick. There's no nothing. All right, you got your best bets of the weekend from both Ross Tucker and Nick Costos. Some you better, you bet. They are hired as our gambling analysts, but we're not done yet. We'll check in with Pro Football Focus about some of the best ways to make a buck week 17 of the NFL. As you all know, hiring can be a challenge, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced that when she was searching for a new game artist to grow her education tech company. But then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. You can too by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And by using ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter candidates, Gretchen found it easier to focus on the best ones than find the right one. In fact, after posting her job on ZipRecruiter, Gretchen said she was honestly surprised 
She found qualified applicants so quickly and hired a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. That's ziprecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 